Shri Damodara Janani by Shivaram Swami Introduction, Part 3 One may continue to argue that the Srimad Bhagavatam also contains verses proclaiming some other deity as supreme. To preface this answer, it should be understood that Srimad Bhagavatam is not a loose collection of stories or unrelated philosophical truths. It is a systematic philosophical treasy that expands the truths of Vedanta Sutra. It is also a narration of the pastimes of the Supreme Lord and His devotees that concludes in Vrindavan sports of the source of all incarnations, Sri Krishna. Therefore, any verse that appears to be out of line with or contrary to the truths of the Srimad Bhagavatam is simply a misunderstanding on part of the reader or, alternatively, the author's use of esoteric language, Puroksha. For example, on the strength of the word Tratra Amshena Vatirnasya, some people argue that verse 10.1.2 means, quote, the Supreme Personality of Godhead appeared in this material world by expanding himself, Angshena, as Sri Krishna. However, this is not the right reading of the word Angshena, which should instead be understood to mean Lord Balaram. <clears throat> With this proper meaning, the verse says, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Krishna, appeared in this material world accompanied by his plenary portion, Lord Baladeva. This reading is also in keeping with the Paribhasya Sutra. Obviously, if a reader approached the verse with faith in the Paribhasya Sutra, he would come to the verse's proper reading. The following is another example in which a verse of the Srimad Bhagavatam appears to contradict the Paribhasa Sutra. Lord Mahavishnu says, Purna Kamavapi Yuvam Nara Narayana Vrishi Dharma Charatham Stithyai Rishabho Loka Sangraham The followers of Ramanujacharya, who think that Narayan is the Supreme Lord and Krishna is his expansion, Translate the verse as, quote, My dear Krishna and Arjuna, you are both incarnations of Nara Narayan Rishis, who formally perform exemplary activities for spiritual progress. End quote. The implication of this translation is that Krishna and Arjuna are incarnations of Narayan and Nara, both plenary expansions of Mahavishnu. However, Mahavishnu is the first to be described in the list of incarnations that concludes with the Paribhasha Sutra. Therefore, how in this later and evidentially weaker verse can Mahavishnu be accepted as a source of Krishna? Jiva Goswami gives further reasons why Krishna cannot be an expansion of Mahavishnu. Point 1. When the two arrive before Mahavishnu, Krishna did not show any sign of respect something that would be expected when seeing a superior, thus indicating Mahavishnu's inferiority to Krishna. Point two, that Mahavishnu could not see Krishna directly at will, 
but had to go through extreme lengths to do so by stealing the Brahmana sons is a further sign of his inferiority. Point 3. And when Arjuna was blinded by the glare from Mahavishnu's body, Krishna restored Arjuna's sight, showing that his potency was greater than Mahavishnu's, again indicating the latter's inferiority. These arguments, as well as the fact that none of our acharyas have ever accepted the above translation of Mahavishnu's words, obliges the unbiased reader to conclude that is incorrect. The correct translation is, quote, Although all your desires are completely fulfilled, O best of exalted personalities, for the benefit of people in general, you should continue to exemplify religious behavior as the sages Nara and Narayana. End quote. This translation indicates that Arjuna and Krishna expanded themselves as Nara Narayana, not the other way around. They are not expansions of Mahavishnu, rather he is an expansion of Krishna. In this way, the apparent contradiction with the Paribhasa Sutra is resolved, and the proper understanding of the verse reinforces the truth that the Paribhasa Sutra reigns uninterrupted throughout the Srimad Bhagavatam. In this summary treatise of the Srimad Bhagavatam's Paribhasa Sutra, we have shown that all statements of Srimad Bhagavatam, as well as other Vedic literatures dealing with Krishna's ontological position, should be understood in the light of the principle Ite chamsa kala pumsa Krishnastu bhagavan swayam Quote Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is the source of all incarnations. Where a statement is ambiguous, its meaning should be made clear, and where a statement contradicts this conclusion, it should be interpreted to conform to it. In this way, the light of Krishna's unquestionable supremacy shines throughout the Vedas, confirming his own declaration in the Gita. Vedeshta sarvir aham avivavidya Quote, by all the Vedas, I am to be known. In conclusion, let us understand how our knowledge of the Paribhasha principle helps us to better understand Krishna's 10th canto pastimes through its Paribhasa Sutra 10.8.45. Question 8. How does Srimad Bhagavatam 10.8.45 as the Paribhasa Sutra regulate the pastime of the 10th canto? Answer. Vishranath Chakravati Thakur writes, quote, One should take this verse as a Paribhasa Sutra of Krishna Lila. It is the lens through which to view the Lord's pastimes of opulence and all of his ages, like boyhood, youth, and in all places like Mathura and Kurukshetra. End quote. What is the picture that the lens of the Paribhasa Sutra affords the reader? Srila Prabhupada replies, quote, One may be a karmi, a jnani, a yogi, and then a bhakta or prema bhakta. But the ultimate stage of realization is prema bhakti, as actually demonstrated by Madhya Shoda. In other words, although Srimad Bhagavatam is replete with pastimes of Krishna's incarnations and of Krishna himself, pastimes which describe service to the Lord, 
by different grades of devotees, we should know without a doubt that the highest and most perfect spiritual attainment glorified by Srimad Bhagavatam, Lord Krishna, and Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the kind of spontaneous loving devotion, Ragatmaka Bhakti, also known as Raj Bhakti, that was displayed by Madhya Shoda. Now, with the vision afforded by the 10th canto, Paribhasa Sutra, we can gain true insight into the statements of our pastimes in Srimad Bhagavatam that seem to indicate that devotional service in or mixed with awe and veneration is the supreme attainment. Thus, we can qualify such statements to disclose the real truth, which is that Rigatmaka Bhakti of the Vraj Basis is supreme. Parikshit Maharaj immediately arrived at this conclusion as soon as he heard the Paribhasa Sutra. Thus he declared that Nanda and Yashoda are more fortunate, meaning more spiritually exalted, than Vasudeva and Devaki. Although the latter are universally praised as the parents of Krishna, Srila Prabhupada expresses the same understanding in his purport to the 10.845 Paribhasa Sutra, where he says, Vishnupasana or Vishnu Aradhana, worship of Lord Vishnu, is the highest stage of perfection, as realized by Devaki. But here Madhya Shoda performs no pasana, for she has developed transcendental ecstatic love for Krishna. Therefore her position is better than that of Devaki. In order to show this, Srila Vyasadeva enunciates this verse, Chaya Chopanishadbhi, etc., when we say that Vraj Bhakti is the supreme spiritual attainment, we imply that it is the prototype spiritual attainment of which all other attainments reflect but a part. That conclusion also fine-tunes the first canto's Paribhasa Sutra, wherein it is said, Krishnastu Bhagavan Swayam, Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead. The Krishna being spoken of in this verse is the son of Nanda Maharaj and Madhya Shoda, the Krishna who lives in Vrindavan and never leaves it for a moment. Consequently, we may also conclude that the topmost and original abode is Goloka Vrindavan. By Krishna's own statement, Yeyatamam prapadyante tam sataiva bhajamyaham quote, As all surrender unto me, I reward them accordingly. End quote. Therefore, Krishna experiences the greatest happiness when he is served by his ragatmaka bhaktas in Vrindavan. More significant still, while yogis and jnanis try in their own ways to realize the Lord, and while regulated devotees succeed in doing so, only those following the Rajbasis can actually control Krishna, for Krishna is controlled by pure love alone. Sanatana Goswami, in his Brihad Bhagavatamrita, reveals all the truths implied by the 10th canto's Paribhasa Sutra in detail. Indeed, since the 10th canto is the essence of the Srimad Bhagavatam, and since the Paribhasa Sutra distills that essence further, it can be said that Sri Brihad Bhagavatamrita, the essence of the Srimad Bhagavatam, is a commentary on this Paribhasa Sutra. Having clarified the effect that the 10th Canto's Paribhasa Sutra has 
on the entirety of that canto, we now have a new perspective on Krishna's pastimes. The Rajbasi's supreme love for Krishna relativizes his display of opulence and fully controls him. In other words, no matter which of his inconceivable potencies Krishna manifests through his pastimes, the intense love for Madhya and the Brajbasis makes them think that these extraordinary feats are the mercy of Lord Narayana, or the result of previously attained piety. In their love-intoxicated state, the Brajbasis never think that he is God. For them Krishna remains nothing other than a cowherd boy, a village hero. And by the effects of their intense love, the Brajbasis also succeed in making Krishna dance according to their will. For he is purchased and controlled by their love. To exemplify this extraordinary devotion and Krishna's subordination to it, Shukadev Goswami promptly describes how the wonderful workings of Madhya Shoda's love once bound Krishna to a grinding motor. That description is called Damodar Lila. Prikshit Maharaj found the narration of Drona and Dara to be unsatisfying to the question, quote, How did Nanda and Yashoda attain such intense spiritual love? With this narration, he is told, quote, In effect, they perform no sadhana, for they are Krishna's eternal parents, and it is the unparalleled love exemplified in the Damodar Lila that qualifies Nanda and Yashoda as Krishna's parents. Like other pastimes, this intimate exchange between Krishna and Yashoda not only heightens their mutual love, but it also enhances the love of the Rajvasis. Similarly, those devotees who hear or read these pastimes will feel that their own devotion mature. Srila Prabhupada says, quote, In other words, Persons who follow the activities of Vrindavan will also develop devotional service and the highest perfection. Then this is the purpose of this book, to present Krishna's most attractive childhood pastime, the Dhammadar Lila, so that readers will become inspired to follow in the footprints of the Vrajbhasis, secure the qualification for Rajbhakti, and ultimately attain Vrajbhakti itself.